You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, a State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tudor Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Hello. It's just a TV live, the only place on the internet where you can get all the latest. Sorry, Gar- Gary, oh, yeah. it's not anymore. Right, okay, yeah. Just the Costa TV podcast. Oh. What, what did I call it? Costa TV live. You're going old I'm school. I'm going old school there, yeah, yeah. So, retro. Uh, let's, do, <laughs> let's do that again then, we'll put it down. Okay. We'll put it out. Okay. Hello. It's the Custard TV podcast, the only place on the internet where you can get the latest TV news, reviews, previews, Gary Goes West, quizzes, uh, prizes, toys. Prizes? The last two are fictional. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not an editor or a runner of any web, website or podcast, but I am one of the hosts of this here podcast, and I'm joined, as ably as always, by cheese-loving Matt in the North. Cheese-loving, yes, I love a bit of cheese. What, what have we got there? A bit of double Gloucester? Bit of... It's... Um... A popular supermarket brand, cheddar with uh, caramelised onions. Oh, oh you'd be a bit fancy there. I, I had a beef burger with uh, West Country mature cheddar in it this evening. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. So there's the food part there. That's, that's the food part. The food part done. If you're wondering where Luke, the editor and runner of the, po- of the website, is, he's, um, well... He's, he's on top of a bridge, he's I on top of a bridge, I... or he's run away with a, a, an app to uh, watch the new BBC online BBC store, which he's been raving about all day. Uh, you can always find us on the, the website, the www.thecustardtv.com. I think you have one too many W's oh, there. No, no, don't type the W anymore. You just go... Do you remember when you used to type HTTP backslash backslash colon? Dot org. Dot org. Uh, so thecustardtv.com is where you can find us. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, and we'll give you some Twitter stuff later on. Great news for Who fans, Whovians like myself and Matt, is that Peter Capaldi has agreed that he will do a third series. Uh, this is good news. I mean, I think Matt Smith only lasted two years, didn't he, before he... No, you're wrong. Did he do um, three? Three, I think. Right, yeah. OK, so... Well, they sort of segmented his series. Well, that's the thing, that he didn't do three consecutive or something like that. So this is good. I'm hoping that perhaps, you know, he'll even sign on for a fourth. Obviously, we know we're going to get a new... We think we know we're going to get a new uh, companion... Uh, this year, so uh, at uh, you know probably for the Christmas special, maybe I don't know. Well, the special is going to be Alex Kingston. Oh, okay. So with this as a one-off, as a one-off. Yeah, yeah. I mean they the one-offs have always had kind of in between because Kylie was in one and 
Um, was in one before she yeah. came. So it uh, could be David Morrissey. Indeed. Yeah, I wonder whether we'll get a male companion this time around. You know, it's not. You, you've been you've been hyping the male companion, haven't you? You want a male companion? Well, only because my memories of Doctor Who was you know things like the uh, the, the Brigadier and um, the other other sort of male companions that they've had. You know, where it's actually been a, a, a good dynamic. So I don't know. It could be something a bit. But I think they like to put the young, sort of agile female in there for the dad. Yeah, I mean, they had, a lot of people when I dad. said that said, "Ah, oh, you've forgotten Rory," but Rory was more her companion we than he. We talked about before, I think. Yeah, but there you go. Good news. Yeah. Faye Ripley uh, has confirmed that Cold Feet will return. The ITV uh, comedy drama. Comedy drama. drama. Yes, you're right. There. Yes, uh, that that will come back. Uh, obviously, only five out of there because obviously Helen Baxton Bell's character is dead. She's a perfectly well and alive fans of Helen Baxendale. Uh but uh they that will be back. No idea of when. The BBC have got on the bandwagon of returning shows and they've confirmed that Doctor Foster will return. Uh no idea of yeah, when. We thought about this, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, that it should it return and and I said at the time it shouldn't but it will and it looks like it has. Yeah. I mean it depends where they go. I mean you can only hope that perhaps they go on a different storyline. I mean, they've mm. confirmed that Saran Jones will return. No news on whether any of the other cast, Neil Stook or anything like that, are going to form part of it. But, I mean, it, it's good that you get a returning drama. But, as we said, mm. with that script and with that storyline, we don't really know where they can go with it. But there's a chance for the BBC to surprise us, I suppose, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, Channel 4 have ordered a full series of The Cloud, which is a comedy created by Grand Linehan and Adam Buxton. Louis Theroux has announced this week that he's making a new Jimmy Savile documentary, and obviously uh, anyone who's anyone remembers the the practically bizarre documentary that he did uh, before all the revelations about Savile were made public. Uh, If you go back and watch that now with what you know now, you kind of see that Louis either knew or was very suspicious of Jimmy's lifestyle. Um, I mean, have you watched that since you found out what you found out about Savile? I remember watching the Paul Daniels one. Right. I don't think I ever watched the Jimmy Savile one. The Jimmy Savile one was just bizarre. He he was just a bizarre person, and obviously we've now had more of the... Now we, now know. we know what that was sort of linked to. I mean, yeah. I, I think there will be a lot of clamber for him to have done this, but it'd be interesting to see how he goes about it. Will he be talking to victims, uh, you know, or will he just be revisiting a lot of the material that he did with Jimmy? I mean, it'd be very interesting. And talking of Auntie Beeb, uh, today they have launched an online service called BBC Store. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Now. Yeah, so you get a nice 25% off introduction, but it's not a subscription service. It's a, it's an online DVD store, store basically, uh, where mm. you can do that. There's been a lot of interest today with Twitter. Uh, people, uh, you know, looking for their favourite shows and being disappointed or being very happy that they can go back to watch a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the announcement was coincided with the fact that the BBC will allow Amazon and Netflix to continue streaming uh, BBC stuff as well. So I, It does seem a lot of money just to sort of watch, for example, here I'm looking at the Good Live series one for eight ninety nine, even with the discount. Yeah, there's a strange price kind of level. I mean, Matt, sorry, Matt, Luke has always said that the BBC DVDs are very expensive. You know, if you, if you mm. go onto the BBC and buy direct well, them... If they'd done, like, say, £15 a month or something like that, I think. But I think the problem is if they do that, they, they really would have to reclaim all the rest of the stuff back from Amazon and Netflix, I think. Mm. Otherwise, it's you know it's not worth having half your stuff 
I mean, they've got a lot of Doctor Who, a lot, a lot of the newer Doctor Who, obviously. It'd be good to see if they can reclaim some of their archive as well. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, we hear about missing TV shows that have been found over the years. If they could start to put some of that up, I, I really think they'd get a lot of fans. The thing about this is as well that you sort of get stuff that you think they want to forget about. For example, Heading Out is on here. Well, there you are. Uh, is there that girls or whatever it is on there? Some, some girls. I will find out now. Find out now. Uh, yes. Excellent. How much do you reckon? Oh, two se- not even all three. One to two series bundle of some girls. Fourteen ninety nine. Oh dear. Well, you can watch each series for nine ninety nine. Ain't no way I'm paying that. Oh, well, hang on. Some girls series one and series two are seven ninety nine. Series three nine ninety nine. Well, they really hit their stride in the third series, so. Uh... They've really hit the strike now, it's not on anymore. Yeah, that, that third series. So there you are, there is the news, uh, and now, in a moment of uh, complete stupidity, I'm going to hand over to myself to go as <laughs> Gary Goes West. So, uh, Gary, go west. No real surprise that AMC in America has renewed The Walking Dead for Series 7. Uh, season 6 has been a real big hit, getting huge ratings in America. Uh, it's good to see they've kind of they're not rebooted this year, but apparently they have gone back more to storylines in, in fitting with the earlier series. Uh, and Lenny James um, apparently appeared in it again. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I watched maybe the first three or four episodes. I watched the first three or four series, but I'm behind. Was surprised. Yeah, enough, so. but it never grabbed me. And people are saying, "Oh no, you need to watch it. It gets better." But it's just like how. It's always been a slow it's developing one of those show. Things, isn't it, where people said, oh, you need to watch so and so many episodes to really get it, and it's like you've only got so much time. I mean, for me, it's a little bit like Fargo, because it has episodes of immense action, and then three or four episodes of real low points and dialogue. And dialogue. Uh, yeah, and, and you must think, well, if you split the action up over every episode, maybe, but... You know, and again, sort of like this uh, Game of Thrones idea that you have one episode a year where you hang your hat on all the action, um, and then the rest of the year is, is sort of built up to that. So, so oh, talking of Game of Thrones, are they? Did I read rightly? They're delaying the latest season. Yes. Uh, normally, we get Game of Thrones early in April. Uh, no, uh, no fool there. Uh, but they're talking about delaying it till the end of April, May. The reasons apparently are two. One, apparently they're thinking of doing twelve episodes this year. And secondly, it may be because George R. 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 Martin has finished the highly anticipated next book, and that he may be planning to release that in March. And some of the new series will feature stuff from the new book, and therefore you want your book readers to have at least a month to read it, though most will take a day, uh, like me, um, to, to sort of absorb it and, and discuss it before the series arrives. Um, but, but the fact that HBO have already announced it has got many people sort of thinking. I mean, they're still announcing now new cast members. Um, yeah. So they're obviously still reshooting and, and sorting stuff out. Other news in America um, is that there's going to be a new Star Trek series that's going to start on CBS in 2017, so not even this year, but the following year. Uh, No word on sort of where it will be set, if it will be the Academy stuff that's been long featured, or if a new new sort of, you know, coincide with the movie or anything like that. That Shatner's going to get in there. That's right, yeah, he's bound to do that. Uh, And and, and no rumours, and obviously as well, they're talking about moving it (laughs) off of CBS after the first episode or the first series onto another cable channel, which I don't quite understand, but 
Well, CBS's network. Well, that's right, but then they're talking about tending it to CBS. They want to get it a bit like coarse. Bit choice. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, yeah, bit, 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 bit choice, as we uh, quite rightly call it on this podcast. Uh, the other, the other bit of news, I suppose, as we're talking about 2017, it's now been confirmed. Twin Peaks won't. I was just going to say, I was surprised that. Yeah, you Twin Peaks that. definitely won't show till 2017. I, I think definitely the American television market is is changing. Um, I know we mentioned last week about shows being cancelled, renewed, and how that's changing. I think this whole idea of of, of shows being planned so far in advance. Uh, is new as well. You know, normally America lives year to year. You know, you're up fronts in May, your new shows in September, your sweeps in November. You know, they don't they don't veer from that pattern for years, but now they're beginning to do so, um, which is very very interesting. Right, uh, on to the reviews. Uh, first of all, why don't you tell me about the affair that you watched uh, the, the beginning affair. of the second series? It's interesting that Luke sort of did his views on the affair, and then I'm doing mine. It's almost like we're in an episode of The Affair. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I, I've only watched... He watched the first two. I've only seen the first one so far, and it only focuses on Dominic West and Abby from ER, as we couldn't pronounce her name properly last week. Uh, Maura something. Maura Tierney, That's right, yeah, Maura Tierney. So it's even more sort of fragmented now, because I believe Ruth Wilson and Joshua Jackson... That's the guy. ...are... Um, in episode two, it's from their perspectives. It, it it sort of got me a bit at first because the the first series obviously you had the bits with the cop in between, you, seeing them meet and have their affair and everything like that. And at the end, something happened, and I thought we'd start again at that timeline, but we're starting sort of back again before he got arrested, sort of oh. after the summer. And then you've got him with the cop, and then uh, they're introducing a lawyer played by uh, Richard Schiff from the West Wing. The West Wing I really like their Maura Tierney. I think she's an absolutely fantastic actress. Um, we both loved her in ER, I think. Um, Definitely, yeah. It's interesting to see her sort of perception of the Dominic West character. You know, she's known him for years, whereas it's like, you know, Ruth Wilson's was all new to new to her if that makes sense mm. i think more Tioni was in the background more than joshua jackson yes. i think he he had a bit more to do um because there was the storyline did you watch the first i season? watched most of not not finished. the storyline involving his brother yeah. and how that played into the flash forwards yeah um so yeah in, enjoyable i will at some point catch up with the rest of this season Excellent. and if you have a sky login or you can probably catch up uh, if you've got things like Now TV, so uh, there is a, there's always that. And secondly, a new show on Watch, Code Black, which was one of the new shows in America. I heard about this. Yeah. It's a bit ER, It's very ER. I mean, it's set in Los Angeles. It's set in the ER of a Los Angeles hospital. They make it seem as if, you know, it is the premier ER in, in America, possibly the world. It, it's very formulaic. There is really nothing new here, and I think that's the problem that I had with it, is that there's nothing to really make it stand out. Marcia Gay Hardin, uh, who's the main character lead, she's very good, and she was very good. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, she was very good in um, the newsroom as the sort of very bolshy lawyer, uh, and, and she sort of takes over, and, and you know, it's very good. I, I, there's just nothing new here and nothing to really keep me 
watching. But that's the problem. Okay. Uh, you've got, again, it's four new interns that start work on the same day, so oh. you sort of follow around under their, under their eyes. I saw uh, Louise Guzman is in yes, there as well. Yes, he's like... I mean, this is also very reminiscent of Grey's Anatomy in the way it starts, you know, and you've got the nurse that you love and the doctor you hate, you know, and that's the... Uh, there is a British connection. The main, the main other doctor is a Brit, but I couldn't pick him out of a lineup if I tried. Do you know the name? No. Nah. I know you're not great with names. No, no, yeah. Do you, you want to have a look? Do you want to have a quick with... look? Yeah, I know. I know. It's. I don't think it's anybody particularly uh, famous. famous, but he is a Brit, so we ought to big up the Brits. You know. Well, I've, I've, t- I've typed in pitch black. Yeah. That, that I know who's in that. That's uh, Vin Diesel. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bad on names of. Uh, the Jeffrey, is that that's it? Yeah, yeah. He's been in a few. Well, things. that's what I'm saying. He's he's not unknown. So uh, and he is he is British. He's elementary. Good point. Oh yeah, that returns soon as well. If you if you <laughs> fans of elementary, right? Back to uh, the the eastern side of the television and uh, over to my learned northern friend Matt. Should we start with the X Factor? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so we were live this week for the first time. Um, I don't know if you checked out my chart. It was back. That's on the website, your, yes. Your love child, Che Chesterman, uh, topped, the, topped the chart this week. I didn't think his was the best performance, but I can see why you've made it yours. Yeah. Uh, that Actually, um, that tweet about him looking like you in 1997 it, did... Uh, it's very true. It's very, it does, he does have a strange resemblance to you. <laughs> Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. <laughs> if he wins, of course, uh, that'd be very good. I'm still voting. No, I liked him. Who was your favourite, though? Um, I think, funnily enough, the four-girl indie oh. band... Oh, uh, Did that not make you uncomfortable? No, I think I, I don't. I didn't mind it. I think they were the best vocal. I'm going to use a very Simon Cowell phrase. The best vocal performance of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of. I mean, I think the main thing to say is there was a lot of dross. It's the weirdest lineup of people I think they've had on the X Factor ever. Mm. Um, between uh, Red, what they called the Bolly and oh yeah, the, yeah, and the, 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 and Bolly. the awful reggae version of something. Well, I think they're trying to make them into the new Rizzle Kicks. Obviously, like Alien, who went. You've got Sean, mm. got Bupsy, who also left. What do you think of Mason Noyes? Well, again, but... it surprised me, but they're obviously trying to make him out to be a bit bigger of a star and better than she than he actually is. They've, they've given him like a story arc. Haven't yeah, they? very He's... much, and they they kind of want everybody to get behind him. Overall, I didn't think it was much of an entertainment show. There were no. Mm. Found out acts. There was nobody no. that made me go wow. But, uh, but just going back to the fourth impact, I just found it very I... creepy and it made me feel like I was chewing tinfoil. I had to sort of avert my eyes from time to time. Mm. Vocally, yes, they were they were quite enjoyable. I like Anton as well uh, with yeah. his crazy. Eyes. Again, this is this whole thing. I mean, there's what as you said, six, seven live shows. We're going to have to get rid of almost two people every week, really. Yeah. Um, and it's really... until they get down to the final four. It's not. It's just not got the sort of story to it. The ten, no. you know, the nine, ten week live shows. You get the story, and you get 
you know, rivalries developing and who doesn't like who very much, which judges... Yeah, there's hardly going to be time for that. And, and yeah, then, then not... again, the judges were just nothing, you know. Uh, and the big, I think the biggest development this week was that they've managed to lure Peter Dixon back to do the voices. Yeah, now, this was extremely confusing because there he is, and I thought, well, maybe they've just done a recording, but they know he's announcing the names of acts from this year, yeah. and I'm like... What? Yeah, they'd announced that he'd come back uh, probably more money, yeah. I think. What about uh, Ollie Murs and the Flaxster? Better than the previous week, but still, I don't... I just... Bland. Yeah, I just don't get it. I, I don't get the why you need a double act. I just don't think they add no. anything to it. Um, and also, Rita Ora's Lego hair, that's the last Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, done with a set square, wasn't it? You know, uh, somebody had ca- caressed that to perfection. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't us. Quickly, Strictly? Yeah, go on then. This week was Halloween, of course it was. Um, So we had spooky costumes and uh, a tango to the Ghostbusters theme tune, a jive to the time warp, uh, things things of that nature. Georgia May Foote, your favourite, is actually top of the leaderboard at the moment. Uh, She's put one foot in front of the other. Um, But leaving us, the first female celebrity this year was uh, Kirsty Gallagher with Brendan. Um, Uh. Losing out to Jamelia, who's been in the dance-off three times now, unusually. Obviously, not a lot of support for old Jamelia. Well, but, you know, the loose women are out on a Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know what it is that makes you feel like this, yeah. but she's sort of a superstar. So, yeah, uh, Strictly still on. <laughs> yes, surprisingly. The best and the worst on the box. It's the Custard TV podcast. Do we do The Apprentice? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um... Uh, I watched this this morning, actually, because it was out last night, um, and this was, uh, everyone's sort of, it's an easy task, wasn't it, this week, Gary? Just like, Yeah, create a story and a children's book in yeah. 24 hours, marketing. And, and an audio book. But actually, I don't think that the, the quality of the book is what won you this task. What no. won you this task was the ability to sell it and, 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 and impress retailers. Oh, it was to sell 100 copies to the Rainforest Cafe in the end. Yeah. Or, or, you know, down the back of the sheds behind Wartstones or something, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, funnily uh, enough as well, sorry, I have to say this, but apparently copies of the actual books are going for quite a lot of money on eBay today, apparently. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so, so get uh, down the, the, uh, the That's right, the, the snuffle dink and the... Well, I could, I could actually sort of tell that Sam's team were going to lose it because it's always the case that if it's a task that seems tailored to you... Yeah. Well, going to lose not, not only that, the n- amount of time they spent putting it together, that always puts you behind. Yeah, a lot of faff. That, that said, the other team really did get just rather lucky almost by being able to sell those hundred the, copies at the end of the day. Because you have seen um, the You're Fired, where they had the woman who wrote How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, I did. And she was saying the idea that Charlene had first about the comforter and things like was that. was a better book. Yeah, A better book. And finally, in a in a task aimed at three and four year olds, Mergin finally got his chance to shine. McGinn, as they called him. McGinn, sorry, it's McGinn. Well, I've heard it called both ways. No. I thought it was a, a soft G. No, it, 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 Lord Sugar called. I McGinn. suppose Mergin sounds more like Margin, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but his his sort of biggest week so far was conversing with four year olds. Well, they go again. Jack D on your fire said, you know, it was more a case of, uh, you know, I'll buy your book if you leave me alone type situation. Yeah. You know. I, I, the, pro, the, the, the pilots, not the sorry, pilots, uh, the previews for next week 
uh, it indicate that um, there are several people who get told off for messing around, and I'm guessing he's going to be one of them. Uh, that possibly he's going to put himself up as a project manager. There's a lot of male candidates still left in it. I think there's only only one went Dan. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose we, was it, it was Tara, wasn't it, who went this week? Was that her name? No, Natalie. Natalie. Who is actually Sorry, following me on Twitter. So, hello, Natalie. Hello, Natalie. I, I think she was unlucky. She clearly wasn't well. Uh, and mm. she did talk herself out of something that she would... I mean, I, I, I really wanted her to go and do the presentation because she knew them or she'd worked with them before. And I just thought, yeah, that would be really good. But instead, she talked herself out of it. And I bet she regrets that now. So... Mm. Let's let's control Richard. Uh, let's yeah. let's let's really demean him. Tell him he's the team leader. But every time, and the thing was, yeah, Charlene seemed to get a bit, you know, just. But, yeah. but also, she got rather lucky because I think, as Lord Sugar said, Richard really should have been in there pitching. That's what he's good at. Uh, yeah. You might I like, like Bar- him, I like Garner going. So you're going to do the pitch? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Really, you're going to do? I, Are you sure? Again, some very interesting revelations as well coming out. Um, I'm guessing these are all coming out because of uh, people Selena. sort of... Selena, yeah. Reports, and from her and from previous Apprentice hosts, is that apparently the television production company don't want the uh, candidates talking about tasks without cameras rolling. So apparently there's a lot of sitting around doing nothing between tasks. Oh, OK. Um, that way you always see them sort of playing video games. Well, yeah. and, and but, but if you can imagine the production company say, look, you know, yes, you can do whatever you like, but don't talk about the task. It's like being on jury duty, you know, um, because they want to capture it all. I mean, we, we assume that they've got cameras there 24-7, but obviously not. Uh, and, and Selena, as you say, has brought into question this week the professionalism. Uh, there's going to be an argument she, seen between her and Selena. Sorry, Selena and um, the other girl. Darlene. Darlene, that's it. But apparently it's been cut uh, because it gets a little uh, little intense. I mean, I'm surprised again that she... I mean, obviously she didn't deserve to go this week, but all these things coming out means that she really can't be long for the competition. Yeah. Um, I thought she honestly thought that Sam was bringing her into the boardroom and that was... I dream. don't think Sam knew who to put in the boardroom. I'm surprised Lord Sugar just didn't bring everyone back in just for the hell of it. Let's talk about the pottery throwdown. The great pottery throwdown. Damn it. <laughs> Should we talk about the great pottery throwdown? We'll do that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so this was basically the Bake Off with Clay. Um, featured a male judge and a female judge. Sure. Ten contestants from different backgrounds. The phrase home potters, which I've never heard before. Who who goes home and throws pots around? Um, I, I would have liked it if it was Pothead of the Week as well. Oh. But it was. <laughs> Uh, Do they have the ghost theme tune playing in the background when they're doing the pot? Uh, not yet. No. Basically, the problem is that uh, good, they get their, I want to say, like, Star Bake, their signature bake, but it's called, like, Big Make or something oh, like right, that. Oh, right, yeah. It even sounds like bake. Um, but they do it over four days. This was to make, like, their first one was making sort of bowls, a nest of bowls, basically, you know, that fit into each other. Right. And throw them and then... Uh, fire them and, and eventually decorate them and what have you. But during that time, they also did other challenges. So they did something that was essentially the technical challenge of the Bake Off. They, they even <laughs> down to the fact that it was blind judged. The only bit I liked that was unique to it was the actual throwdown itself, where it's sort of a timed challenge, oh. where they basically get a 20, well, I can't remember, a lot of clay... And they had to make as many egg cups as possible within 20 minutes. Oh, and that was the only 
in the I, I've just come up with the name of the spin-off show. Yeah? So, Into the Kiln. No? Yeah. No? Okay. Uh, Out of the Kiln. Just... You're all fine, it's yours. Oh, yeah. oh there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Sarah Cox, yeah, and it, this is actually sort of quite close to me. This is in Middleport Pottery. Well, you're in, think... you're in you're in an area where the local football team are known as the Potters. I mean, this is right yeah. up your uh, literal street. Not my not my uh, family team, though. Unfortunately, my family team is Port Vale. Well, of course, uh, yes. One of our players couldn't even get on the X Factor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very quickly, should we very quickly talk about Unforgotten? Because yeah. we're all still watching it. Um, fourth episode was last week. Uh, I really feel this is coming together now. The story yeah. is really moving along at a great pace. Mm. Um, we got the very sort of not surprising you... bit that... Jojo, I suppose. Yeah, we met bit. who Jojo was, and uh, we got the stock in revelation that uh, Bernard um, Hill. Hill's character slept with her when she was underage, and how the family... Yeah. Another great episode, again, I mean, the introduction of Nicola Walker's son to the series as well. Yes, I mean, we knew she was sort of... I think they introduced the fact that she was sort of a single mother living with her dad. Mm. I think she got two sons, actually. Right. Um, and also, I think the, the big things this week were meeting Jojo finding out about the sort of racist attack that Ruth Sheen's character did and her getting arrested. Yeah. And to me, the most upsetting aspect of it is actually the effect it's having on the young lad. Yeah, though there was the scene where he came back and tried to pick up all the books. You know, you can clearly tell that he's she's had influence on him. So, uh, yeah. And and also, the, the big sort of question mark still is the Tom Courtney thing and, and I think Gemma Jones was excellent in Yeah, in the, I, I, again I can't celebrating your 45th wedding anniversary, I know that but why are we celebrating and the bit where she broke down in the garden at the end yeah. as well I think she was she was the star of the show I think Do you think it is one of the four that did it and if not, do you think that would be disappointing? I don't know, I hope it's one of the four if, if not, then I'm really going to have to have a good storyline because I don't think I don't understand why you'd have I assume this mm. is a six-parter, where you'd have five weeks of build-up to then go with, oh, it was the bloke next door who we haven't met oh, before. I, 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 I don't know that they're going to do that. I'm going for it. It's the vicar's wife. I think I'm sticking with my... I still think it was the vicar. Okay. So uh, we'll have to see what Luke says. Reviews done, Pick we of the Week, go. Gary? Yes, let's move on to Pick of the Week. Um, first up from me uh, is a, a BBC2 drama called London Spy, Ben Whishaw, uh, who we haven't seen uh, since he died in the last episode of uh, that programme. What are you talking about? Ben Whishaw. Um, they're, they're set in the 1950s with... Um, the Hour? Bassett. Yeah, thanks. Did he die at the end of that? I never watched Well, he didn't... He, oh, sorry, spoiler. Well, you don't know, because he, he, was, he was hit by something and, and should have died. Oh, you okay. never know if he died. thought they were getting a third series. Indeed. This is a drama based around... I actually saw him uh, this weekend, because he's an inspector. He's Q, isn't he, now? Oh, that's what he's been that for a while. Yes, good point. He's in queue. Oh, he's queue. Uh, this is a romance between an MI6 code genius and a man working dead-end jobs. Ben Whishaw plays the, the dead-end job man. Um, the reason I like the look of it, uh, it, it, it is the fact that, obviously, MI6 means that there's going to be a lot of spy stuff in it, hence by the title. Because the week for me is the final series of Peep Show, Wednesday, 10pm on Channel 4, for obvious reasons. We're all fans of this show. I would sort of Almost, even though, uh, growing up with it, I suppose, even though it started, what, 2004? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. It's sort of been part of my sort of life for the last 10 years, so it'd be interesting to see how they end it. It almost feels like it sort of trickled out, really, so you would think they want to end with a bang, but they've done a lot of stuff to these characters already. So. Mm. Another quick one from me, uh, if I can. Uh, BBC th- uh, comedy called Josh, uh, 
Josh based Whittaker, on the yeah. comedy of Josh Whittaker. Really, so, yeah, I quite like the look of that. Um, I'm still not sure why BBC Three are still putting new comedies on, but... Uh, and, and one more that I'm sure Luke would highlight if he was here was MasterChef The Professionals, because we know he's a massive master. Well, I thought fan. he would go for Tiger Takes On, because I know he's a big fan of Tiger Drew Honey uh, uh, in real life. Oh, I'll tell you what we were going to review. We'll have to talk about it next week, because they're not here. It's the Americans. Yeah, you two were banging on about that quite a lot, so uh, you've got to... So we'll have to do a late review of the Americans. Indeed. All of that is to come next week, and the return of the quiz, because we can't hold it this week. No. Uh, so how are we going to end this? Well... Um, you're going to duet with Jay Chesterman, is that your? No, I don't. I don't sing on the podcast you anymore. Um, we need we need something else to do. Really, at the end, didn't we? Uh, yeah. We, uh, after after Christmas, you say that's it. You're saying we're not doing anymore. Well, I said I said we'll, we'll no longer do the quiz anymore. I'm obviously I have a new idea by then. Oh, will you? Yeah, okay. You know, you know, I I started off by the singing. Now I brought you the quiz. I'll, I'll have something else. Maybe <laughs> maybe pottery um, on the podcast. Gary's Throwdown. Gary's Throwdown. Gary, the great Gary Throwdown. <laughs> Those of you that can throw me down, good luck. I suppose we should end by giving out the Twitters. If you want to follow Luke and find out how he gets on falling off a bridge, you can do so at Luke Custard TV. Matt, you are? At Matt's TV Bytes, um, and I've just posted a link to a article that I've written oh, for yes. the Independent Voices blog, which is about the John Lewis Christmas advert, which is debuting tomorrow which I'm sure we will be talking about. Absolutely. Will it be penguins again, or have they changed it? I don't know. No, there'll be something that they can make a toy out of. Absolutely. Well, why why not? And my Twitter is at The Gary Show. If you'd like to give any of us a follow, do so. Send us a message. Tell us what you're watching. We love to know what what you like and what you don't like. Uh, We just basically... As long as it's not us. Yeah, well, no, we don't mind if you like like us, but be prepared that um, we're not prepared to enter into long-term relationships without first seeing some bank account details. And we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully, uh, with the editor and runner of the uh, the website uh, back from the edge. Unless he's run off with Saga Norrin. That's right. I did say that that would be good. He said he was something to be told off by, but I said she might be the only one in the world who gets his sense of humour. The only time he'll ever get a saga is when he's older and he goes on the cruise. Hey! And on <laughs> that pun-based bombshell, we leave you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardstv.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.